Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome aboard, friends, to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world. It's uh, another beautiful day here. I know that some of you will be listening in parts of the world where it's uh, snowing or something, but uh, we've had a long winter and it's just beautiful to be enjoying the start of a good summer here. I got out this morning, had a 25-kilometer training run. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good now. I don't know how I'll feel in about an hour's time. But friends, I really want to share a couple of key things with you today. And the first thing comes from the daily readings. And if you've ever heard me speak live, if you've been there when I'm speaking, you will have heard me talk about the app that I use uh, each day, simply called Daily Readings. And it just gives me that exposure each day to Scripture. So I think if we have this kind of structure in our lives... Uh, as uh, as Catholic educators, it helps us. It helps us to be open to the Holy Spirit. It helps us to be available for God to speak to us. You know, there's a beautiful quote from the Second Vatican Council where, you know, it says that through the sacred word, through the sacred scriptures, that God comes like a father to speak to the, his children. It's a really beautiful thing. And if if we're not having that access to scripture on a regular basis, then it's hard for us to hear. So often we say, God never speaks to me. I, I never know what God wants. I spent years kind of expecting a disembodied voice to uh, boom out of the heavens and give me answers to all my challenges and problems. And it never really happened. But I slowly learned that he is speaking all the time. And one of the crucial ways that uh, he does that is through sacred scripture. Today's readings come uh, from the book of Revelation. And I don't think many of us spend a lot of time in the book of Revelation. Today's reading is from uh, chapter 20. I'm not going to read all of it to you, but uh, we're going to skip the parts about dragons, Satan, lakes of fire, punishment, torment. We're going to skip that part. And uh, it's all there. You can read it. And I don't want to minimize it. But, uh, you know, this is a positive podcast and I want to keep it light. So here it is, uh, chapter 20 of Revelation, verse 13. And I wanted to share just this one little line here where it says, And each person was judged according to what they had done. So each person was judged according to what they had done. Now, a couple of points on this. You may or may not be familiar with the concept of something called universal salvation, which is effectively a heresy. It's basically the idea that everybody goes to heaven. That if God is completely loving and uh, and you know totally forgiving, then how could He possibly consign anyone to hell? And your students are probably going to ask this at some stage, or they have asked it at some stage. But interestingly, uh, God doesn't consign anyone to hell. You might be familiar with the great quote from C.S. Lewis where he said, The irony of hell is that the gates are wide open. So that the people that are there are people that directly, uh, I, I would hesitate to say indirectly, but deliberately resented and rejected God so profoundly and so consistently that the choice of that rejection has permanent ramifications. So you, have you ever been in a position in life where you really care about somebody and you love them and you want to help them, but they just won't change or they won't receive forgiveness or they're just, uh, just pushing you away? I mean, eventually, even if you love them, you can only do so much, right? They have the freedom to choose to damage the relationship and to reject the relationship. And I think we can all agree that in life we've definitely seen people who will, you know, the old saying, cut off their nose to spite their face. 
who are, are so angry and full of resentment and bitterness that they will, you know, totally break relationship. And they will suffer, but they will choose to suffer rather than move into humility or seek forgiveness. So it's important that we understand this doctrine of universal salvation because most of the kids in your class will probably be, you know, this is in the Kool-Aid, right? This is in the air we breathe that, you know, how could anybody be in hell? Well, the only people that are there are people that really wanted to be. But... The reason I'm sharing this with you, I'm desperately now trying to keep this light, is that this line from Revelation, and each person was judged according to what they had done, we need to regain the significance of human action. So what's the old saying? We judge uh, other, pe- we judge other people by their actions, and we judge ourselves by our intentions. <laughs> you know, other people, we just judge them by what they actually did, and we, we judge ourselves by what we were hoping to do, or what we intended. So we need to regain the significance of acts because acts are significant, they're important, and they shape who we are. And I want to lead with that. Just I want to lead into the second thing I want to talk about using that idea. But first, I want to remind you that each thing that you do, I mean, you're going to, according to that scripture, and this isn't me having a rant, this is me just, just you know, building on sacred scripture. We're going to be judged. We're going to be. I mean, there's multiple references through it all throughout Scripture. Mother Teresa is going to be judged, you know. It, it, everybody will be judged. But what's the criteria? It's, it's not so much what we thought or what we intended, it's what we did. Now, our Protestant brothers and sisters would say, well, you know, really what it's, what it's going to be about is whether or not you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And that's important. But Catholic theology also really puts a significant weight on our actions, what we do in the world. And think about the culture that creates. Like, in a Freudian analysis, it's a problem, right? Because, you know, people could get all sorts of hang-ups and, uh, and become fixated on, uh, you know, the problem of scruples. And that's been a real thing in the Catholic Church, hasn't it? You know, many saints struggled with that. They were so terrified of thinking a bad thought or making a wrong action or you know completing a bad action that they develop major anxiety problems so we don't want that what we want is a healthy realization that acts are significant and you know they are i mean look at your close relationships in your own family i mean you can't just go around saying and doing whatever you want you know whether you choose to be loving gentle forgiving encouraging they're different actions to being critical or mean, or selfish, or aggressive in your own family. So we know intuitively that actions shape things. So I want you to think about it this way. Jesus tells us clearly, you know, and it was the it was in the gospel just last week, which was that you know the story of when you know when they say to Jesus, "When did we see you poor? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you?" You know, or see you in prison and visit you, and see you sick and come and care for you. And he said, it was wherever you did that for the least of these. You have a very privileged position as a Catholic educator, as a Catholic teacher. And that position means that you're doing things each day. You're choosing to prepare extra well for a lesson that you hope will be a blessing to your students. You're choosing to offer that word of encouragement. You're choosing to not be critical when you know it might wound a student. 
See, these are actions. And it's on these actions and many others that we're going to be judged. So I want to encourage you that what you do really matters in the classroom. How you speak to your colleagues, how loving you are or how patient you are or how available you are. These are all human actions that have a lot of significance. So the older I get, I don't feel a fear in my own spiritual life around you know, living perfectly, but I, the longer I go in the spiritual life and, and experience grace, the more that I want to do good things. And this is the quest for holiness, right? This is the vocational quest for holiness in marriage, in parenting, in teaching, that we become someone through this process of actions. So again, we do this through grace, right? Because again, if you've heard me speak, the heresy of Pelagianism, it was the heresy that, okay, Jonathan, sure, you're right, actions, we're going to be judged on what we do, so therefore we need to try really, really, really hard. We need to, in our own strength, force ourselves to be you know, completely on top of everything. And what Pelagianism does is it empties the cross of Christ of its power, right? Because if you're striving in your own strength to be perfect then you don't need a crucified saviour. You just don't. You don't need grace. You don't need sacraments because you got this thing sorted. You know, the wonderful bishop, when I spoke in uh, in Boise, you know, he said, uh, you know, he said to the teachers there, he said, you've got to stop trying to make Jesus unemployed. I think it's one of the greatest lines I ever heard. Stop trying to make Jesus unemployed. We need the grace. So if we're going to be judged by what we do, then we need to use our rational minds. We need to study scripture to know what it is that we should do. And then we should rely on grace and seek grace through prayer, through sacraments, through scripture, to grow and to be empowered to do what we should do. And the last thing I wanted to share and related to all this is, uh, again, quoting from Ryan Topping's book, The Case for Catholic Education. He says, as the Catechism puts it, aided by Grace, there's that word again, not aided by effort, aided by grace, the virtues forge character and give facility in the practice of the good. It sounds a little complex, doesn't it? But the Catechism telling is telling us that grace, living the virtues, and what are virtues? They're actions. Think of the cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude. I mean, all of those things are actions. They're real things we do. We make prudent decisions. We make just decisions. We take just actions. We practice temperate decisions. We make courageous choices in the real world. So what we're trying to do in our students in a Catholic school is form them in these virtues. Help them understand that being prudential, being temperate, being just, being courageous, those virtues, they shape character. And they're real things. And what's character? I always used to teach this in seminars, right? Character is the sum total of our choices. What's our character? Our character is the sum total of our choices. We become what we choose. So can you see all these links sort of flowing? And that's what the beauty of Catholicism is, that it's been, it's had 2,000 years under grace, with imperfect people, yes, to figure out how to live well and how to be human 
in the image of Christ, that we need to make good choices. We need to develop character in ourselves and in our students. And we do it through grace, common sense, reason, and then practice. All right. So do not underestimate, my friend, the significance of what you are doing each day. Yes, what you're thinking each day matters, but also very much what you're doing. That word of blessing that you're going to offer today to a student, that extra mile that you will go in teaching a lesson and really trying to help your students grow academically, these things are really significant and they are important. All right, that's it from me. Thank you for what you're doing every single day as a Catholic teacher. Do me a favor. Please make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. Please make sure you share it with a few other Catholic teachers. That's a real help. If you could leave a rating or a review, that would be really helpful. And everything else is on the website at onecatholicteacher.com. Onecatholicteacher.com. Especially the resources tab. Go check out that resources tab. It's uh, It's got the going deeper trial. I want you to take that free trial. It's really important that you do that if you haven't used it before. So it's a three-week free trial of the Going Deeper Teacher Program. So go grab that on the resources page at onecatholicteacher.com. Listen, God bless you. I'm really grateful for what you're doing as a Catholic teacher. God sees every single thing that you're doing. He's with you. He wants to empower you, encourage you, support you, resource you, bless you and move you forward as you serve his precious kids. All right, friends, my name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.